0: When it comes to the big game, every second counts, especially if you're missing a moment of the action to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores, compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and then get them delivered in under 60 minutes or scheduled up to two weeks in advance. Talk about a home run or inside the park Grand Slam with a whole lot less work on your part. Drizzly also makes it easy to send the gift of alcohol right to your friends and family for any occasion. Even if that occasion is rubbing it in their face after you beat them in your face. Or maybe you joined too many leagues or were late to date night because you were putting in fat, fab claims. Apologize with a, a nice beverage. Maybe you just want to save some time when you're hosting a party and don't want to make that run to the liquor store. Or even better... Be the hero that every party needs when supplies are getting low and order more drinks. They're open until 2 a.m. So if you're looking to spend more time watching the game, download Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Everybody. welcome back. It is the Razzball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am b joined of course by the fantasy master Lothari himself, Gray Albright. How you doing over there, Gray? I just farted. Did you hear it? <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> I it's don't so think the mic picked it up maybe if we crank oh, up the volume
1: Oh, it's so embarrassing that I mentioned it then
0: I wish I wouldn't have mentioned it that's <laughs> uh, okay I'll go back and I'll just pump that volume up so everybody else hears it and they'll be like oh b like deaf he can't hear anything
1: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. do that for me please add in a fart <laughs> so this way so this way at least it sounds like I'm doing something that you know rather than just making up stuff <laughs> Uh, uh, how
0: you doing great i mean our last fab uh, run of the, the year is over besides having gas i'm
1: good man you know what i i'm feeling pretty good i i get a little depressed around this time because it's the end of the season and you know i'm like Uh, Obviously, a baseball addict. (laughs) I have have a problem. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) At least I have baseball. (laughs) No, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a weird feeling because it's like I'm, I'm excited about having extra time (laughs) to myself. But on the other hand, I really like, I do like enjoy baseball and fantasy baseball uh, specifically. Like that's, it's weird. I don't know if like because I like some people are like oh you know it's similar to uh, like how teachers have the summer off like but you have the winter off and it's like yeah kind of but i feel like teachers don't necessarily like going to work. <laughs> I, do, and I do. I don't know though. Maybe that's not true. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm misspeaking for teachers and maybe they love what they do, even though I don't think they do. <laughs> I, I got the, I got the sense when I was in school that they didn't love being there, but maybe it was just my teachers. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. The season's over in some ways in other ways it's, uh, you know, it's kind of sad. I I'm, I'm excited to see the uh, playoffs. I always... Actually, the playoffs are fun because it's like the one time a year I can watch baseball and not be like, why is Travis DeHarton not <laughs> or, you know, like some random guy. Because I'm invested in like every player across every team. So it's like finally I can watch a game and not worry about like a middle reliever giving up a random three runs or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just get to be a fan again for, for a brief second. You yeah. just, just uh, fall back into it and, and enjoy the playoffs. Um yeah I mean it's it's always nice to actually just stop stop the analysis side because really the playoffs are its own thing anyways no, nothing really carries over um so yeah I mean it's it's a great period of time hopefully everybody out there is finishing up their uh finished up and won their titles or you're chasing it down these last 3 days let's talk about we something we talked about last week gray how and I don't even. I, maybe I, there's so many conversations. Maybe we talked about it somewhere else. But we talked about like first rounders really should have steals because like that's how they they balance so much of of value when we're talking about fantasy right now. Like you can have a terrible average, but if you have 30 steals, like that makes you a top you know 30 player somehow. But we also look at the top four finishers on the player Raider, and they really aren't stolen base threats. Now, Judge has twenty or sixteen on the season. Uh, Gulchman has seven. Freeman has thirteen, which kind of comes out of nowhere. And Alonso has five. So they're not complete goose eggs. I wouldn't expect like Judge to be over ten ever again. Uh, same with Freeman. Like, and, and like, I, I don't feel like any of those four are projected next year for you know more than 10 but is there something to some of like these guys that we're talking about those top four not being stolen base threats but still ending up there what are we thinking in regards to how you're how you approach rankings as we start looking towards next season uh
1: well you're saying a you're saying a a few things there yes definitely (laughs) yeah definitely because like Yeah, I agree that they're not like stolen base uh, threats, uh, quote unquote, but they are guys who have given steals this year, Uh, Alonzo less so. But like you already mentioned, Freeman, Judge and Goldie did give steals and Goldie and Freeman at first base, those steals, you know, those steals are making a a bit of a difference. Like Freeman, especially like on the player Raider, he has four points in four points. point shares in steals um so essentially he's giving four uh four points in steals out of his 30 near 38 uh points or dollars i guess 30 38 dollars so he's giving four dollars worth of steals um to put this in more terms people understand rather than <laughs> point shares uh yeah i i think you know it, and then you have like aaron judge who has like five dollars in steals value uh obviously not as valuable in steals as he is in other categories but still i mean none of these guys are negatives like you have to go down to Jordan alvarez who's at uh, 11 overall on the player rater, who actually has a negative on steals uh alonzo only has a uh 50 cents in value on uh steals but i mean that is still a positive. So yeah, i mean Jordan Alvarez is the first one down at 11. So you know if Jordan Alvarez were to have, you know, the the same number of steals as like a Freeman, then it would have been like, you know, five extra point, five extra dollars which is like, you know, propels him up to around the sixth spot on the player rater. So he goes from 11 to like six or seven between six and seven. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so you can see that there is value in steals. I mean, obviously there's going to be like guys who have like, if you look at like across the board, if you look at guys who have like, say, say, I don't know any of the, anyone who actually has this, Uh, I'm looking, I don't even see, not even Jose Ramirez. But if you were to take someone who has like, say, $7 in steals, homers, runs, RBIs, and average, I mean, then they'd be a $35 player, and they would only have $7 in each category, and that's not, like, elite by any stretch of the imagination. Like, you know, seven, as you said, seven, with Freddie Freeman, he had, uh, like, around $7 worth of steals, and he only had 13. So if you have a guy who's, like, giving around, you know, roughly $7 per thing. That's a top, that's a, that's close to a top five player overall. And he wouldn't be elite in any category. So, yeah, I mean, steals really do matter. If you can make up for it, like an Aaron Judge or a Goldschmidt, like if you can make it up for it in a different category, then, you know, awesome. But like Pete Alonso had to get 131 RBIs to make up for only having a, you know, five steals. If he would have had, like, you know, 20 less RBIs, but five more steals, he'd be in exactly the same spot. So it's like, you know, five five steals and 20 RBIs are roughly around the same in value. But, yeah, it's I mean, I, I still think steals are so important. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, none of those guys, the top four are really steals guys per se, but they all gave some steals except for Alonzo to get them into those like really elite top echelon area of the player Raider. And you have other guys who are not really elite in any way, like in any category, like an Adales Garcia like, I, le- I love Adalas Garcia, don't get me wrong, but he's not elite in any category, yet he's a top 15 overall player just because he's giving so many steals. It's like that really makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, so I I I agree with what you said. Like, the the getting, you know, 7 to 10, the 13 st- stolen bases Freddie Freeman has Like, being a non-zero in the stolen base category certainly helps. Um, Just, you know, it was just kind of a thought as we move forward. Because also with these guys, these really aren't the guys that were going early first round. Um, Aaron Judge was a second or third round player. Paul Goldschmidt was later. Freeman was second or third. Alonzo was second or third. So we got, like, the second and third rounders because, again, they're not necessarily a projectable steals but they landed in some and they have all the numbers along with it they all have high average they have the rbis they need the power to go with it obviously so i just think it's about building the roster so as we start talking about you know who we have ranked higher uh, that's that's probably starting next week and then moving off obviously through the off season, but you know, it also depends on how, how your league's going to draft and how you're building your team. So it just just something to think about.
1: hmm Yeah, no, completely. Yeah, I mean, if you have, you know, if you have a guy like Trey Turner and, uh, I don't know, say Adolf Garcia and then, say, don't you know, Randy or Rosarena, Rosarena, then you have so many steals, then it's like, yeah, okay. So it makes sense to take a guy like Mike Trout or something. Like, it's still about your team build. Like, it doesn't matter if a guy is, like, crazy in steals and, you know, like, if you don't need steals, it doesn't matter if a guy is getting some steals. Like, it's irrelevant. Then, like, Rafael Devers is totally fine for a team that doesn't need steals. But it's still, like, steals are valuable. It's just a matter of
0: whether or not you need them, kind of. All right. Let's talk about kind of. Let's start putting some of the the numbers together. Let's take take a look at kind of the top twelve, thirteen finishers on the player radar. They're they're all they're all hitters, but it's it's Aaron Judge, Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonso, who we just talked about, Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts, Dansby Swanson, Francisco Lindor, Yarnon Alvarez, and Kyle Tucker. I did this research Sunday night, so that's the the numbers that I have. Maybe it's changed by now, but. If we're just kind of looking at those 12 guys that I listed there, Gray, who is likely to be ranked the lowest of that group? Who are you buying the the 2022 season the least?
1: Well, I buy into Dansby Swanson, but he's definitely going to be the lowest, I think. Um, Just knowing how people draft, and I, I just don't see him being anywhere near some of these other names that you mentioned. Like, Dansby Swanson is uh like you said, I mean he's like he, he's he's real close to Trey Turner in the in the player raider, but like there's no way that they're gonna be anywhere near that close in drafts. So like what do I what what would I do necessarily? Uh or like ADP. ADP wise, I think Dansby Swanson's gonna be pretty low uh out of those names. Um You know, uh, I the other guys like I think are pretty close to Alonzo is going to fall in ADP and probably in my rankings. He's not going to be that high. I I like Alonzo, too. I'm a fan. I just don't think he's going to be like right now. He's top five overall or top four even. uh, But he's not going to be anywhere near that when we get around to uh, rankings. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think those guys are gonna fall the most. Probably I could see Lindor falling a little, uh Machado falling a little. Not 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 a ton, not as much as maybe last year, but he's gonna fall a little bit. Um but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Probably Swanson and Alonzo will fall the most.
0: Okay. i. I can see from the ADP perspective that you know Swanson probably doesn't go up there with these names just because he's Dansby Swanson. Uh, also, he's a free agent, so there's the you know the the fact that he's going to be changing teams potentially. I don't know if he is or not. Um, the Braves are pretty stacked, so they could definitely move on from him if they wanted to. But assuming he just kind of lands back where he is, I don't really have a problem with Dansby Swanson. I said coming into this year, I thought he was going. He's just a cheaper Lindor. Like, they're right next to each other on the player radar. That's kind of how it ended up. And if I'm worried about one, you know, assuming, again, same landing area, like, I'm probably a little bit more worried about Lindor than I am Dansby. And I would say of this group, I'm probably the most worried about Freddie Freeman just because 13 stolen bases is very random for him. He didn't have the power this year. You know, the average was there. I, I kind of expect him to be somebody who can kind of can maintain at least – the average for a little while but we've also seen with you know first base types great hitters historic hitters even like that could be a quick drop off they can go from you know 30 home run 40 home run 300 guys to 20 home run to 60 guys in the blink of an eye yeah
1: looking at like freeman's career numbers I, where the hell did the steals come from?
0: <laughs> That's why I said he's like not a stolen
1: base guy.
0: <laughs> no, I
1: get it. I mean, he did steal, though. That's all I'm saying. You're, you're, I think we're both right. Yeah. He is not a stolen base threat, but he did steal bases. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, you, I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think... Freeman was I, I want to say I don't know it's not in front of me right now, but I want to say Freeman was around 12 overall last year. I can't imagine he's much lower than that though and Swanson and Alonzo aren't gonna be in the top 12 no. I mean they're just no. not <laughs> not as much as you might like them they're not going to be in the top 12 i uh, I mean I I like Swanson a lot I was you know I was probably one of the biggest Swanson uh fans. I was a fanson. <laughs> but I still don't think he's going to be anywhere near that. Like probably maybe top 25, but I don't, I don't even see, I don't even know necessarily if we're going to see top 20 from Dansby Swanson. And like you said, it, it will depend a bit on where he lands. And if he goes back to Atlanta, I wouldn't be surprised if they move on because they have Grisham. So it's like, we don't, they don't really need him uh but yeah that's we'll save that for another day but yeah we'll we'll see I don't know I I'll be interested in seeing my guess would be Swanson's gonna be the lowest Alonzo's gonna be near somewhere back end of the top 20 and then Freeman will Freeman's gonna be around 12 to 15 again I I honestly don't see Freeman moving much from his ADP last year Okay,
0: so, I mean, it sounds like I'm going to own a lot of Lonzo, not a lot of Freeman, pretty much how it came into this season. Um, And then I I think the other one is Goldschmidt. I know he's just kept on doing it, but he's going to be 35, the ageist in me. I mean, he's 35. He he can't keep doing it, can he, Gray? No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't. I I was actually
1: surprised he was able to do it this year. I, I wasn't, like, officially out on him. This year where I was like, you know, uh, really like pounding a drum to avoid him. But I also was kind of like not drafting him either, which turned out to be the wrong move. Obviously, I I wish I would have drafted this year, but I I didn't draft him anywhere. I was real lukewarm on him. I think it was kind of like my strategy was more like get a, a top first baseman and, you know, and I considered like Alon, like I got Alonzo in a few leagues. Like I like Alonzo a lot, and I drafted him this year. Like I had Matt Olson more places than I want to even talk about. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I had, yeah. A, you know, I had I had quite a few first basemen like going in the top. That would like Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, You know, I had, I had guys that I felt fine with. And honestly, at the end of the day, like a Matt Olson wasn't, he wasn't terrible. I mean, he wasn't obviously as good as a Goldie, but I mean, he was still, he's still going to end up in the top 60 overall. And I think he was getting drafted at like, I want to say between 30 and 40. So I mean, a little bit down, but not really. I mean, that's not a huge problem. It's obviously not great compared to Goldschmidt, but I did not. No one saw this season coming. Like even people who were drafting Goldschmidt, they weren't seeing this. They were expecting, you know, the thirty homer, seven steal, three hundred average. They they got upwards to. They got a near triple crown season from him, which they were not. No one was expecting this.
0: Right. So, I mean, Goldschmidt's probably the only other one in this conversation that I'm I'm potentially not going to own next year. But the rest of them looked great.
1: He's actually decent. I wonder where he goes next year. Because you're, I mean, you are fair in saying that Goldschmidt's going to fall, too. I don't know who's going to go. I, I think Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt or Swanson, I mean, you're you're not wrong. Goldschmidt's going to come down a little bit from this, from this spot for sure. He's not going to get drafted in the top five. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Will he go in the top 20, 25 maybe, maybe, maybe he does fall more than Swanson. I don't know. It's tough to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's going to depend. It always depends on the draft a little bit when you start talking about some of these guys that are up there in age, because, Some people really like the established track record and they they feel like they count on it. Some people go, he's 35, it's not going to last, like myself. And so it just kind of defends who's in your room as well. Let's talk about some – oh, go ahead, Greg. I also like – yeah, no, because as I say, like Goldschmidt, like the
1: first base is still like – I mean, it's not not quite as stacked as it once was, but it's still pretty stacked where you could see people being like – Okay, I could go Goldschmidt at 20, or I could take Nathaniel Lowe at 75, 85. And, you know, and what's really the, is it that big of a difference? And people, convince, people can convince themselves of a lot of things with first baseman. <laughs> like they could be, or actually any position, but first baseman feels like, especially like, well, is he that different than Ty France, who I'm getting around 130 overall? I don't know. And I'm like, well, you know, he's a little bit different. I mean, he's done it for like 10 years straight. <laughs> and Ty France hasn't done it once, but, you know, it's kind of different. <laughs>
0: yeah so i mean it just goes back to the build and, and what you feel comfortable with right and yeah. uh you know we'll dig into it obviously it's it's october we haven't done full rankings or or looked at all the numbers on all these guys quite yet but you know we also know where we've been looking at all season let's talk about some of the top arms gray you know in that top 12 on the playrater raider is verlander sandy alcantara hula urias alec manoa Shohei itani don't cease you darvish carlos Rodon, zach gallen Corbin Burns, Shane McClanahan, and Tony Gonsolin. Other than Gonsolin, I feel like that's the obvious one that, that doesn't come back into this group. So I'm going to put Freed and Cole, who are 13 and 14, in this discussion instead of Gonsolin. Who is the most likely to fall out of this group, Gray? Who's, who's the one that you're probably not going to own or that you think falls the furthest in drafts? Uh... Well, there's a good chance I don't
1: own a lot of these guys. <laughs> That's I, fair. I mean, That's just fair. the way I yeah, just the way I draft. I mean, I can't imagine like Justin Verlander. Like I would guess, he goes in the top like three to four. I mean, I would assume. I I I mean, I I wouldn't draft him there. I'm just saying. I guess like others will probably draft him like in that area. I mean, Otani obviously is. He's hooked up. He's going to be in the top. He's going to be a top three pick because he's connected with uh, hitting. So that's it's not fair to even say Otani because I mean it's like <laughs> Otani. I would draft if I have a top three pick, but if you don't have a top three pick, he's not even going to be on the board. So it's going to be irrelevant. Um, there's you know like these. I don't know. This is weird because I, I feel like with well, you Darvish, I was so out on you Darvish coming into this year because last year was so bad. And then he rebounded really well that I don't know. I I mean, I would kind of have to look at his numbers, but like there's, there's also Sandy Alcantara that I feel like there's no way I'm getting him. Julio Urias. I always seem to be out on because he doesn't strike out guys. So I'm kind of out on him probably. Um, I don't know. Uh Corbin Burns kind of depends on where he's going in drafts. I mean, so it's it's similar to like I mean, a lot of these guys I like and I would actually draft them if they're going at a decent price, but I don't know where they're going to be going. So it's it's kind of hard to say. I don't think like you said uh Gosling is definitely going to be out and I agree I, I don't but I don't think he's gonna be drafted like he's gonna be a top ten guy. so there's a chance I could even have gosling. I mean, it's possible because if he's going late enough, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't necessarily dislike gosling. I was actually i was um uh, I was telling people to draft him this year, and I don't know. i mean he he definitely his caper nine isn't beautiful. Uh, so there's some worry with gosling you know, maybe, uh, there's a, a little bit of concern there, but I'm probably not drafting him. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like not necessarily because of how high he's this year it's just where he's going next year more. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a process to look at all the starters and sort of come away with like guys in an area where I feel like I could really draft, like for instance, like You know, there's a good chance like someone like Christian Javier, who you didn't even mention, who isn't even he's not in the top 15, but he could be like my number one starter next year. Like I could see going like Christian Javier, Nestor Cortez and like, I don't know, Spencer Strider, say i it's you know, it's like it's a lot of a lot of work is going to have to go into the the starter ranking. So I don't want to, you know, say That's how exactly how it's going to be. But there's definitely something to like, you know, like the top 15 to 30 starters this year could could house like all of the top 10 starters next year. Like because if you look at these guys like. Verlander, like everyone likes Sandy Alcantara, but he wasn't a top. He wasn't. No one thought he was going to be a top two starter. Verlander, everyone was out on because he's come back from Tommy John surgery. Urias, people were worried about the caper nine. Alec Manila was a guy who I drafted everywhere at like starter number 25 overall. Otani, we've we know Otani's deal with hitting. Dylan Cease, I wrote a sleeper post on. I was legitimately out on Darvish and Rodon. Uh, but you know, and Corbin Burns was like the number one starter off the board and he's the 10th starter now. So it's like, there's so much alchemy in the starters that's, that is not just straight. It's just so, I I mean, it's fun. Like Shane McClanahan, I wrote a sleeper post on him too. And it looked like he could have been the Cy Young until like he fell off a, a bit in September. Uh, and then he had the injury or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there's so many starters that you can draft later that, like, who I'm going to be out on in the top ten starters, it's like I could be out on all of them, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very likely I don't own one single top ten starter from this year, next year. Like, I mean, it depends kind of, like, Zach Gallin, maybe, if he if he's getting drafted later. Alec Manoa I like a lot but if he's getting drafted in like the top 30 I'm out I don't know if he will be I'm just saying if he is then it's like oh well I'm not drafting him you know so yeah it's I don't know it's a
0: long way of saying I don't know <laughs> uh, anyway all right great uh I guess uh so I'm gonna make you pick one name. If you have to talk one name here, I'm going to. I'm just gonna make you do it because that's what the people want. They're, they're not gonna let you. They're, they're just gonna say I'm a yes man. If I don't make you say one name here, like one name that's gonna be ranked lower that you expect to be ranked lower on than than general consensus next year. When it comes to the big game, every second counts, especially if you're missing a moment of the action to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores. Compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and then get them delivered in under 60 minutes or scheduled up to two weeks in advance. Talk about a home run or inside the park Grand Slam with a whole lot less work on your part. Drizzly also makes it easy to send the gift of alcohol right to your friends and family for any occasion, even if that occasion is rubbing it in their face after you beat them in your face. Or maybe you joined too many leagues or were late to date night because you were putting in fat, fab claims. Apologize with a, a nice beverage. Maybe you just want to save some time when you're hosting a party and don't want to make that run to the liquor store. Or even better, be the hero that every party needs when supplies are getting low and order more drinks. They're open until 2 a.m. So if you're looking to spend more time watching the game, download Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Out of this group. Uh, okay. Then... I'll say
1: you Darvish, I think is probably a a safe one to say. Um, even though, I mean, I haven't even looked at his numbers to be honest. I, I could be, I could be totally all about you Darvish next year, but I'm going to say just you Darvish because I, I was so out. i I was so out on him that I'm, I'm surprised that he came back this well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like Sandy Alcantara. I mean, I I could say him for like 100% sure I'm going to be out on him, but that's only because he's going to get drafted so high. Like, you know, it's like silly. I saw someone say, um, I forget where it was, but someone said something like, oh, the Mariners, I mean, not the Mariners, uh, the Marlins shut down Sandy Alcantara right before, you know, the regression hit. And it's kind (laughs) of, I mean, it's true. It's like, you could say like all next year, 2023, people will be, oh, well, Sandy Alcantara, you know, is going to regress and he just may never regress. Like it could be like the uh, Julio Urea situation where they're just able to pitch above like what their XFIP and their uh, K per nine is able to do. That doesn't mean necessarily that I'll be drafting them. I a hundred percent will be out on any starter that is going in the top 25 or actually the top 50, probably or 45 say like the top, like three rounds, any starter that's going to the top three rounds, I'm going to be out on a hundred percent. And I think Sandy Alcantara is going to be a name. That's going to be in the top three rounds. So I'm probably out on Sandy Alcantara, but I mean that isn't because I necessarily dislike him. I just won't be drafting a pitcher there.
0: Yeah, that's that's the name I'm probably going with as well, just because it it is a a lot of innings that you're counting on. He doesn't have a sparkling K rate. He's outperforming the numbers. He's in the right park to do that, but he's he's going to be overdrafted. The you know there's going to be a lot of recency bias in him. Um, so yeah, I, I assume that's probably the one that versus consensus I'm going to be down on. Cause I love almost every other name in here. Verlander is going to be 40. That's, that's a concern. I don't know when Darvish all of a sudden aged to like 37, but he's going to be 37 next year. Um, so there's, there's potential that I'm out on Darvish just cause he has been just within his career. He's so inconsistent, like year to year, even in his prime, it was a little inconsistent. Although I will say he geeked, had the highest fastball velocities had since like the first year he came over, so that is giving me a little hope that Darvish can continue. Yeah, I was actually, I was
1: looking at Darvish's numbers while you were uh, talking, and yeah, he doesn't look he doesn't look that bad to be honest. His numbers don't look terrible, so I, you know, like I said, I didn't really I hadn't looked at his numbers before saying that I was going to be out on him. I may not be out on you, Darvish. He may be fine. Any pitchers, though, in, like, the top 45 overall, I definitely will be out on. And Sandy Alcantara feels pretty pretty obvious to be in the top there. Like, I I mean, I'm trying to get a sense for who the top pitchers are going to be, like, next year. I would guess Justin Verlander, Sandy Alcantara, and Garrett Cole. Burns. Might still... Burns. Burns, yeah. I mean, I would guess those guys. I'm out on all of them, but I would guess that, like, I'm trying to... Right right now, I'm trying to uh, guess on ADP, which is, you know, it's a little bit of a fool's errand because I don't know how other people are going to be drafting, but I would assume, like, more... Like, that's kind of the top four, and I'm I'm out on all those guys for sure, 100%. People are still drafting Garrett Cole in the top four. I mean, honestly, I... I mean, no lie. If J- Jacob Degrom is pitching well in spring training, people might be drafting him in the top 15 overall. <laughs> people, people do crazy things when it gets to uh, draft season, and they're like, "Oh, you know, if you if you take, you know, uh, an ace as your first pitcher, you know, you do better uh, overall." Or you know, so that's why I'm drafting Degrom, and it's like. And then you look at the numbers, and you're like, yeah, you know what? DeGrom hasn't thrown, like, more than 100 pitch – more than 100 innings in, like, years. <laughs> like, like, he's not a top pitcher. Like, he's a top pitcher for, like, 70 innings a year, which is fine. I mean, you know, this isn't necessarily anything against Gram I think he's amazing, but he can only throw, like, 70 innings a year. I mean, <laughs> it's like – it's not – but – I mean, people still did this. Like, I'm not making this up out of thin air. Like, people were drafting DeGrom this past uh, draft season when, for, like, a second when he was pitching really well in spring training. I don't know if you remember this, but his ADP was, like, suddenly, like, in the top 15 overall, and people were taking him in the top 10 because it was like, oh, DeGrom is pitching well in spring training here comes that big Degrom season because he's gonna about to be a free agent, and it's like, what? None of this makes any sense, man. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> it never made sense, but you know, people did it.
0: Yeah, the narrative fit too because he was a free agent. He was gonna. He said he was gonna be a free agent. He wasn't gonna take the the extra year. So it was like, oh well, he's betting on himself. The narrative was fully there with Degrom. So I, I definitely remember that. Um, I am gonna be a little sad that I don't get like the cease or Don. Manoa Noah hands in the world cheaper, but they'll I just be replaced with somebody else.
1: That's about DeGrom. If he's like, which I anticipate because this year was so bad for him. I wouldn't be sh- shocked if we see him go in drafts around where Justin Verlander went this year. I could see DeGrom getting being really worth, worth people's wild next year. Like in drafts, if he does go at like a hundred overall, like we saw with Verlander. I could see him being good. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, like, it really... A lot, a lot of this depends on the price. It doesn't really, you know... It's like, I, DeGrom is amazing. I just never really bought into the whole, like, you know, top five starter because he wasn't ever going to stay healthy. It right. wasn't going to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, we will just wait and see where he lands and, and what all that looks like. I, I mean... He could fall. I don't expect him to fall that far, just because. I mean, Jacob Degrom has always looked like so damn good. Verlander had like that mini dip of like a year right. and a half where he looked kind of mortal. Okay, but if you're but
1: if you're going into the postseason and you're like Degrom didn't pitch well this past start, right? He goes in the postseason. He has a couple bad starts in the playoffs. Things, people start getting cold feet, and it's like, I you know, he's always injured. He he was he didn't even yeah. look that great towards the end of the year last year. You can see people starting to talk themselves into not drafting him, and then he falls into, like, the seventh round, and people are like, yeah, I'll take him in the seventh <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah, bro. Give me some. Yeah. Give
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we will see where he ends up. I expect myself to be shopping in, like, I don't know. Probably like the Strider, Nola, Woodruff, Wheeler group. Um, if if yeah. I'm just not looking at like where we're looking at the player radar right now, uh, you know, what, that's probably so where what I'm was... landing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Me too. Same, 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 same. But you know, who's a guy who actually wasn't that bad this year, who I think got a bad rap who I could be in on again is Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. I think like Aaron Nola is someone who's like, you know, always gives a lot of innings. He's, uh, you know, he's nearing 200 innings this year. Uh, I think he still pitches again this year. So he's going to go over 200 innings. He's like, he's really good for ratios. He's good for K's. People don't respect him at all. Like for whatever reason, like, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, Aaron Nola is uh, someone who I'm able to get at like 55 overall in drafts, and it's like, yeah, I'll take it. Or uh, also, I want not be surprised if Brandon Woodruff falls next year, and it's like, yeah, you know, uh, like all those people that were crazy about Woodruff going into this year, and they're going to be out. Like, well, I'll get in. <laughs> He's still good, you know. Like people, uh, people get really like people are. I don't know. I, I feel like their their memory bank is just <laughs> it's not it's like they get they get clouded, like they get clouded by the shiny new toy thing, and they're like, Oh, you know, Dylan Cease, he's gotta go in the top twenty-five overall, and it's like what? <laughs> what I was drafted him last year, the meaning this year. Like I was drafted Dylan Cease as a sleeper this year, and it was great. I loved it but now he's suddenly a top 25 guy and then they don't draft someone like a Brandon Woodruff. And it's like, well, wasn't he, wasn't he your top 25 guy last year? Like what? (laughs) And that happens every year.
0: Invariably. Yeah. I mean, if you just take Aaron, Aaron Nola's numbers are amazing. Like he was great this year. We were both on him in draft season because we, I mean, I, I gave the stat in draft season, like how ridiculous his K per nine Versus what his ERA was, like it just doesn't happen. His K per nine and his walk per walk uh, K to walk, like he had a great season. If he literally gets like five more wins rather than a ten and thir- thirteen, if he goes five and thirteen or or fifteen and ten, like he is a top ten guy on the player radar, and people are then he's 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 in this discussion. But because he did, because like he got his Cliff Lee season. Like he's ranked below, or he's not ranked, but on the player writer he's below like Nestor Cortez, who has less than 160 innings, doesn't have the K's. The obviously the the ERAs and WHIP is great, but like he just had the wins to get him up on the player writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, completely, 100 percent, man. I I absolutely agree.
1: Yeah, like Aaron Nola, hopefully Aaron Nola's there for us at like fifty overall because I will draft him in every single oh, league be next beautiful. year.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, really, it really would. Yeah, that's a that's Cha Ching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Let's cha-ching. talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about some of the breakout bats. We've already talked about Michael Harris the second, so we won't spend too much time on him. But also Julio Rodriguez, Adoles Garcia, Bobby Witt Jr., Vaughn Grissom. I mean Corbin Carroll's also part of this. Like there are so many fun young hitters that came up this year like where are you at on these guys I mean I feel like J-Rod's gonna be a first rounder next year for most people with maybe in the second round with Harris uh what are you thinking here I mean in the Dallas we we both like and we've talked about him a little bit throughout the whole season like
1: yeah yeah no definitely a Dallas I don't even think a Dallas is a breakout to be honest I think a Dallas broke out last year and uh people are just catching up now Mm -hmm. like i was uh you know i wrote a a sleeper post on Dallas garcia at like the very end of uh, like sleeper season right he was the last sleeper i dropped before rankings because I, i remember too because i was like on monday i'm gonna drop my rankings and i have one more sleeper to write uh and it's gonna come out on friday before the monday rankings and i was looking around for like one more name and I, cause I like saved one spot because I knew like there would be someone who would be falling through the cracks who I wasn't sure. Sh- I wasn't sure who it was going to be, but I knew there'd be someone and I was going to like, you know, I was going to try and figure out who that was. And I remember the night before looking at ADP and being like, Dallas Garcia is going at one fifty? <laughs> what? <laughs> he was already broken out. He was good already. Like he was good. Like it was like. For whatever reason, and I think that's—I think it goes back to like people get a little bit hung up on like the uh, the um, uh, strike, like the note, not not taking walks. The thing that really has screwed over Javi Baez, and I get it. I mean, I I I understand people's uh, you know concern with a guy who doesn't take walks. The slumps can get real bad. I mean, I I hear that, but also there's the speed power combo that adales garcia brings that is just like you you don't find that everywhere and that's sort of the same as a similar situation with and i think that goes to like possibly people just don't watch the rangers which i understand too because they're a terrible boring yeah. team. yeah they're a terrible boring team <laughs> they're a tough it's... team to watch I'll be honest. <laughs> they're, they're one of the, I. I love baseball, but the Rangers are really difficult to watch. <laughs> Adolis
0: and the bullpen—that's it. Like that's the whole thing worth worth watching.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon—they yeah. picked up towards yeah. the uh, middle of the season. I mean, they they ended up not being terrible. Those two guys specifically, but they have a lot of holes in that lineup. Anyway, um, so I think like Adolis Garcia. Like if you watch them, you're like. It's sort of uh, like it's it's hard to miss how fa- like powerful and how much speed he has. Like he has he has the tools. So you know like he's like and so now bringing it back to the other guys you mentioned. Like Michael Harris the second also is right there. Like it's hard to it's hard to miss what Michael Harris the is able to do. Like when you're watching and and Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Witt. Junior, like, they're all like they're all so like they have speed and power, which is so valuable. It's going to be really hard to not be excited about just about all those guys. I think probably like J Rod is probably like I don't know. We're going to do our we'll do our top twenty five next week. Um, but I I Julio, Julio Rodriguez isn't going to fall very far. No,
0: I mean, somebody's one of us is grabbing him up quick.
1: Yeah, and Bobby Wood Jr. I I love Bobby Wood Jr. too. I, I mean I honestly I don't think he's falling out of the top twenty. Um so yeah, I mean and O'Neal Cruz is gonna be another guy. Like I I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna show all my cards <laughs> in in October. But like O'Neill Cruz, if you look at the moment like he got his hitting coach this year, like he went out and he hired a hitting coach. It was a small little, <laughs> small little story in the Pittsburgh area about him hiring his own hitting coach. And from that moment on, like I, you know, it's like you don't want to read too much into like silly narratives, but like he's hitting like three hundred. I think he hit like three hundred in the month of September. Uh, so that was a guy who was like no one. Everyone was like, oh, he can't hit one seventy he's got no contact and then he hits 300 in September or close to it at least. And then, uh, you know, it's like, so him going into the postseason, uh, the off season, I mean, O'Neal Cruz, I, I think the hype is going to get, I think it's going to bring him up. And I don't think we're going to be able to steal O'Neill Cruz for next year, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping like hell that O'Neill Cruz falls in drafts and i'm able to get him in a bunch of leagues because i don't i don't want to like over inflate i don't want to go for him too early he feels like a guy who there could be some helium and you might end up you know he goes too early so it's like uh but o'neil cruz is going to be special i don't know if it's going to be next year but at some point he's going to be really special <laughs> like we're talking like 30 30 um, you know, maybe only hit 245, 250, but still, I mean, he could go 30, 30. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The bigger question marks for me are the guys who who didn't break out. <laughs> the guys who are like the, the Ronald Acuna juniors and the Tatis juniors, like – those guys are still around man it's like what where are they gonna go you know like those are the those are the and like the louis roberts of the world like or Luis robert or however he says his name i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we will see where each of those guys goes next week as we draft our top 25 so come back for that one but i mean you're right all these guys look great plus there's Cunha, there's Tatis. I mean, it's it's not like Trey Turner went anywhere. Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado's been great for years. Mookie Betts is coming off like you know the best season he's had in a few. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know, you actually mentioned a guy. So I don't know. Maybe you have some thoughts because I was looking at uh, Jose uh, Ramirez's second half, and it's concerning. I don't. I don't know. How you feel about it? I was like looking at him. I'm like, mm I could see maybe be. I I could see starting to backpedal on Jose Ramirez because, like, while he does do everything right, and it's been going on like many seasons in a row now, I don't know, man. His second half really wasn't very good. Like, it's it's a little concerning. I I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not sure yet. I don't want to say 100. percent I'm out on Jose Ramirez for next year, but uh, I don't love. I don't love some of the trends.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely dropped a little bit in the second half. The average dropped. Uh, the the K K to walk dropped a little bit. I mean, he's still a, a, an elite player in that, but it, there's definitely some concerns. Hard hit dropped slightly. Um I'm going to say I'm probably not worried about Jose Ramirez. That being said, I feel like he's probably going to go as like a top three or four guy in most drafts. And at that price, I don't know that I'm necessarily getting him. Um, But it was like the end of this year at draft season. He was kind of going in that area. And obviously, it was a worthwhile pick to take him in that area. He finished sixth on the player Raider. Um, But if he's going in that top three or four guys... I just don't know that I'm going to be the one that, that invests in him. I might go in a different direction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, all right. So we'll, leave, we'll, we'll see, Gray. Um, I mean, you kind of mentioned Louis Robert here. I kind of want to talk about him real quick. We got about we got a few minutes before we need to wrap it up. Let's talk about him and Andrew Vaughn. I mean, it's the the White Sox conundrum. Uh, hopefully, they move on from the manager situation next year, and everybody can be. Better, but, I mean, Andrew Vaughn had a good first half, hit 3 of one 10 home runs. Tony, Tony LaRusso retired. Okay, so he's he's officially out. Yeah, Are we looking out. positive next year on these guys finally? And, I mean, we might as well yeah, group out to like,
1: I think he's out to 2 a.m., I think, is closing time in uh Chicago area. <laughs> <laughs> am I out on Louis Robert? I don't – you know what? He's going to be really difficult to call because, like, his numbers – I mean, he's really honestly, it's goofy how little he's played in his three years. <laughs> like, it's not just a one year thing. Like, this year, like, you know, like I was making fun at the second half that he was like, play, he was like day to day for like three months. But I mean, he's kind of been like this for three years now. It hasn't just been just this year, like, last year. He had uh, 68 games played. 2020 is a you know throwaway year, uh, so you can't count that. But it, it's like two years now where he hasn't been able to stay on the field. I don't know. I, I think I think I'm in because he's still so young. He's gonna be he'll be 25. Uh, oh, actually, he just turned 25. So yeah, so he's 25 years old uh, for most of next year. He's got good speed and good power. I I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm in. I, I Honestly, it kind of depends on where he's going to be going in drafts, but if I'm guessing correctly, I would assume he's going to be going like around maybe 75 overall. And if that's the case, yeah,
0: I mean, it's going to be hard to not be in on him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a guy that can put up, you know, 20, 20, 25, 25 season, with good numbers all around, I just feel like it's been a health concern thing. And as much as we like to think that we know anything about it, again, Verlander's number one pitcher on the player Raider, and we were all concerned about Verlander coming in this year. So I, I think I'm probably with you. I'm probably back in, back in on it. it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's actually a good uh,
1: point, because like, I think they're like, – and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone – But I think sometimes there's just so much made of, like, you know, players being able to be healthy. But it's like if a guy is healthy and he's great, then you kind of have to give him a pass, (laughs) you know? Like, if you look at, like, Carlos Rodon, like, and I was guilty of this. Like, I didn't want to have anything to do with him because I didn't think he was going to be healthy. But if he was going to be healthy, I knew he'd be good. So, You know, it's kind of like what I was saying before about DeGrom and it's like Rodon and Louis Robert. It's like if a guy is going to be healthy, and and if he is healthy, and then that means he's going to be great. We might want to give him a little bit of a pass on whether or not he's going to be healthy. Because assuming we should just assume good health for the most part. If, you know, if a guy is going later in drafts, like take the take the injury discount, I guess is what I'm saying, right?
0: Yeah, I, yeah I'm totally I'm, with I'm, you. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe as you're building your team, you don't necessarily do what I do in some leagues and did this year, where you build like a Montes Montesey Eloy, 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 Eloy Robert.
1: Robert. Right, but you know what? But on the other hand, right, right. That I mean, that
0: screwed you. <laughs>
1: you took it. You took it in the old it, rear it on that one. It yeah, it hurt. <laughs> but you know what, though, because you have other situations where it's like. Okay, uh, this is uh, this is gray in March. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to be conservative and not take uh, injury risks. So instead, I'm going to take Jonathan India. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know. Like, you don't know who's going to get healthy and who's going to be injured. Sure, Eloy and Robert and uh, Mondesi might have had more health concerns anyone can get injured you didn't know tyler o'neill was going to get injured like you didn't know jonathan india was going to miss months with stupid injuries like tim anderson you didn't know these guys were going to be out for so long like it's like you can't predict it so
0: it's you may as well just assume good health yeah so yeah so just a just kind of a wrapping kind of... thought here just I, I just want to kind of talk about you know like guys like louis robert where especially when they're younger, like it can change. Like there's still time for him to get in the right habits to, to adjust his way that he's playing. And maybe, you know, he gets a little bit more DH time. They, they stick Eloy out there. It's not like the white Sox have a, a overly difficult outfield to play. So, Maybe that there's a little bit of resting time in between as we're going forward, but I think that's some of the value that we can look for. If you're gonna do some October, November, December drafts before we really get really getting, yeah, Miguel,
1: and Miguel uh, the White Sox manager Miguel Cairo has uh resting Louis Robert
0: face. So <laughs> it's it's good. <laughs> we're we're in good shape then. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's been a fun season gray. We got one more show at least uh during during the regular or regular season related I guess kind of. Well, it's not. It's it's for next year. We're going to do the top 25 next week and then we'll be back, uh, you know, periodically through the off season. If you have any questions for this last week, you can always send them to us as we we always have uh if you are you know wanting to make sure you get the off-season podcast you don't want to miss next week make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts or if you're watching it out on youtube youtube.com slash rasball fantasy subscribe that way you get those notifications and as we mentioned last week we're putting the shows up on youtube first so if you go out to youtube you'll actually get them as soon as they're up where otherwise the podcast comes out with the post on Razball. so a little incentive to our youtube watchers to go out there Gray, best of luck as we have the last three days here. Hopefully you're taking down some titles. All right, Lades. See you, man.